it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. They're coming to get you, Barbara. He's sick. Why is he using one to me? Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? Hello. Welcome to the 404 Films Podcast. I'm Carl. And I'm Sive. Wait, you're not Sive. What? <laughs> no, today Sive's not with us, but in her stead we have. I'm gonna put in like Shawn Michaels' entrance music from WWE, "Sexy Boy" don't, playing over this. No, don't, don't do that. Uh, we have Glenn Byrne in her stead. I can only apologize. An expert in his field. Don't, don't oversell me already. Which has nothing to do with what we're gonna be talking about today. Because what are we talking about today? Specifically the Three Houses of Horrors in The Simpsons. We're talking about the pinnacle Halloween special. The Simpsons Three Houses of Horrors. What every other TV show tries to be around Halloween. This is the one I think that started it all. And I must confess something straight up. I had an idea of how to start this. That was ten times worse than how we just started it there. Where... In the in the Trees of Horrors for the first few, they do the Frankenstein, um, like nineteen thirty one or whatever it was, uh, Frankenstein opening, where the guy comes out on stage and he's like, "We would just like to warn yeah. you about." And Marge does it usually in The Simpsons, where she comes and she warns the audience not to watch it. Yeah, yeah. But tonight's show, which I totally wash my hands of, is really scary. So if you have sensitive children, maybe you should tuck them into bed early tonight instead of writing us angry letters tomorrow. I was going to do a Marge impression of that as we started it. And do, uh, I'm not even, I'm not, look, I'm not even going to attempt to do a Marge impression so far. I'll see how the episode goes, but that's how yeah, I was yeah. genuinely going to start it was by going really... Call me! Ah! Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, oh, just a bit nice. of background reason why Glenn is here and reason why I'm talking about this in the first place because we've talked about kind of more horror orientated content The Simpsons is probably I don't know I don't know I'd like to say it's the biggest influence on me overall that everything that came everything that I like everything I enjoy came from The Simpsons probably that was the starting point so like The Simpsons just in life like, I don't want to overstate it, but I'm pretty sure The Simpsons raised me. I, I that sounds bad. To, fair, that sounds yeah. bad to my mom and dad. But like, I can remember watching The Simpsons since, like, I can remember. Yeah, and I don't think it'll end till, till man ends. Really, no, it'll keep going until people have lived and died when that show has been on. I we, I came into it when the show was off peak. You know, I wouldn't agree with that, but still. But the show is like one of the biggest influences to me. And I felt like everything that came, like I liked has come from that with the parodies that they do. And I feel bad for my mom and dad when I say that I was raised by The Simpsons, but it was kind of there since the very beginning. It's since I can remember it. And I learned a lot of stuff from that. You know what I mean? I learned a lot of my life from TV. And if you knew, if you know me, such as yourself, that statement makes so much sense. Because I think... I'm in a movie half the time I talk to people. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. You know, so I was completely raised off media, you know? But reason why Glenn is here is because he's probably a Simpsons super fan as well, as much as I am, probably. But no, probably not as much as me, because I'm better than him. But still. That's not a, it's not a competition. <laughs> Except I, I would win, because otherwise it's not a competition. But you've been kind of growing up watching it as well, haven't you? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I wouldn't say it raised me. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't discredit my mother's efforts <laughs> by saying that a TV yeah. <laughs> show raised me. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just been around forever, hasn't it? It was just always kind of on. Since we were, well, we came about, we came about, we were born around when, what season? Probably like the, the 10th or something was coming out. And To be honest, man, I maybe I'm less of a super fan than you, but I use years to no, find No, no, no. I'm not. God, I came about season nine. Um, you know, tw- 2020 has been a bad year. I consider it, you know, season 32 of The Simpsons been pretty poor. Like, yeah. this has been a pretty poor year, you know. I just want to say up front, I don't still watch the show. I have some self-respect. So please don't judge me on that. Yeah, I stopped watching, I think, around, I don't know, like the 15th season. Oh, no, after the movie. Sorry, after the movie, I stopped watching, I think. I just didn't like it as much. Well, it's weird because, like, I mean... <laughs> When we were the age to kind of watch it and stuff, it was it was well on the decline, you know. So it's hard to say. Oh, I stopped watching it as soon as it got bad, but it's like that was like when we started watching it. That's what people will probably say, but I I think it was good until about season twelve or thirteen. There's always odd episodes here and there that I like, you know. I mean, I feel like now that I've said that though, like somebody from the Irish Simpsons fan Facebook page will come and firebomb my house. I mean, I'm a part of that group too, but but like, if I don't say that seasons one to eight are the best or something like that, they'll firebomb my house, you know? I don't think it's fair to put an exact cutoff on it. I think it's a very kind of blurred line and it just... I think you can put a cutoff when it gets to about 20. At that stage, it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm done, you know? Well, some, pe- some people will say, and, and you mentioned this, that after the film, when it kind of it shifted into The Simpsons and HD. Yeah. And then 16 by 9 and everything. And people would say, like, that's a... That is a decent cutoff, to be fair. But other people would say, well, after season 7, when so-and-so left, or when... I think they'd kind of be wrong, to be fair, because there's good episodes, like... Always scattered about. And then, at the same time, you, you know? I liked it when I was a kid. I mean, I still like it. I think it's one of the funniest written shows ever. And it's, like, it's... it. I think it kind of mastered the parody. And I'll talk about that more later. But at the same yeah. time, I think there's a reason why I liked it so much as a, as a kid that probably there's kids watching the new seasons that love it, that want to watch every new episode and love all 30 seasons. That's great. Fair play to them. They have 30 seasons. You know seasons. what? They're wrong. <laughs> yeah, that little eight-year-old <laughs> is an idiot for liking the, eight, the fucking, liking the 25th season. They have 32 seasons to pick from. So It is mad. And about 10 good ones. Yeah, unless there's like little hipster children that are like, no, season 8 is really bad. No, season 6 was the dark season of The Simpsons where I really diffed. But they're just wrong. The reason why we're talking about The Trees of Horrors though is because I feel they are standout episodes that even when the show started to decline, you'd get something out of The Trees of Horrors and they're the ones that I kind of went back even when I don't watch the show. I'd constantly go back and watch those episodes. Like, um, if a new season came out, wouldn't watch the season i'd watch the trees of horror though just to see what they've done to give like another kind of personal account on it or like everything that's on this podcast it would be a thing that you'd watch on halloween like the sky one would show all of them on yeah. the block mm-hmm. and if i remember sometimes i think at a certain point they stopped for about two years they'd play about two episodes and i was like this is a fucking joke i need my fill of these because that's what you do on halloween either before going out trick-or-treating or when you come back is you'd watch the whole block of them it's what you do you know what i mean it was 
was built into kind of my childhood of rewatching them and I think I'm a I like horror movies I always did and when The Simpsons kind of does it I have that morbid sense of humor when you know they do these kind of morbid things so I'm enjoying it a lot more because not only is it The Simpsons which I love it's the horror Simpsons which you know is perfect for me I I wouldn't say I watched them so much like always a Halloween I found they were kind of on randomly Mm -hmm. I always felt that the Treehouse of Horror was special in a way because I mean like you say that oh you will go back and watch a Treehouse of Horror whereas you wouldn't watch the whole season I think part of that is as well that a season can be mad and there can be bad episodes in a season and just generally you won't remember a lot of episodes but you will tend to remember a Treehouse of Horror be that because you know they parodied something in particular for it or just because it was good yeah I think there's usually kind of standout kind of stuff in them that particularly the first kind of five or six are hilarious you know they are so funny it's just that I guess you kind of get to see kind of different kind of things they wouldn't do they kind of push the boundaries a bit more in in regards to content I guess with the violence that they can show and how kind of outrageous they can be and how much they can kind of bend the rules when I was talking about like I like horror movies and stuff they parodied stuff that I hadn't seen yet and and made me kind of want to go off and watch or even it was just kind of built into my head so like one of the best ones that they ever did was of course I feel like The Shinning This house has quite a long and colourful history. It was built on an ancient Indian burial ground and was the setting of satanic rituals, witch burnings and five John Denver Christmas specials. Oh, John Denver. If if I said Tree of Sahara to you, what would be the go-to tale? Because each episode is an anthology of tree stories. So... Which one would be, like, when I just say it, the first one to come into your head or, like, the kind of the standout one of all of them? Well, it, well, it would be the, the Shinning, like, to be fair. The Shinning <laughs> or the um, Bart Simpson's Dracula, I think, would stand out the most to me. Well, if it isn't little... boy. And I think the Simpsons, not only in this, parody everything, like, well, back in the day, not so much now, like... I'm not going to lie, when yeah. I say the later seasons have the kind, they really have, and you can tell that the jokes the jokes aren't the same. They're very much like non... I don't know how to describe it without coming off as like a massive dick <laughs> to whoever writes it, but like they're, they're like non-jokes in a way that people just say kind of facts, or they say they state the obvious, and it's not really a joke. But there are episodes here and there that I'll talk about later that I like. So like, I was watching the other like the episode in season 5 called uh, what's it called? Is it called Rosebud? It's the one where Mr. Burns, it's a whole Citizen Kane, like, parody. Mr. Burns loses the bear. He loses the bear, yeah. It's one of the best episodes. Rosebud, yeah. It's so, like, on point with its parody. And it, it just, it's so funny with everything it does. And I don't mean to compare it to Family Guy, but I was thinking about Family Guy last night. It just came, it came into my head. And I find Family Guy's humour, I mean, I like the first few seasons of that. But it owes everything to The Simpsons. And I don't think it's a good show. Because its whole humour is... Remember this clip in this movie? Let's just recreate it with either our characters... Or let's just say it. Let's not add a joke. Or let's not parody it. While The Simpsons would go ahead and parody it. To the point when Family Guy just decided... We've made all the Star Wars jokes we can. Let's just recreate Star Wars as a whole. Remember they did that? They re- recreated yeah, the trilogy. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, Chewie was the 
Darth Vader yeah, or it was stupid. They just recreated Star Wars because they kind of ran out of ideas. I feel, or they ran out of ways to like write lazy jokes. While well, the Simpsons would have done it more, I want to say with more class, and they parodied it really well. And that's what the Trees of Horrors really kind of stood out is that they were the king of parody. So when they did the shinning, it was really kind of accurate with its jokes. You know, even like the uh, elevated door opens and all the blood comes through. <laughs> Mm, that's odd. Usually the blood gets off at the second floor. It doesn't even stop there. They continue to go on and parody other kind of horror movies and do it like so well. Even when they kind of got off course a bit, when they parodied stuff for the first few seasons, it was hilarious. Like one of my favorites as well is um, King Homer, the King Kong one, course, which is just course, hilarious. Yeah. Like it's just so good and so on point with its, its parody. You know, it knows what it's parodying and it kind of sticks to it. My name is Marge Bouvier. I'm here about Duran. Single white female wanted for mysterious expedition. Must like monkeys. That's what I've seen with newer episodes as well. They really won't know what they're parodying, so it'll be a little bit of this mixed with a little bit of that. To the point where I watched one. Yeah. I watched all of them again in preparation for this. And I don't know why, because at like a certain point I'm just like, oh my god, fucking kill me. But they did one where it was a parody of Kingsman mixed with a parody of James Bond and then I think in the same episode they had a part this is in one tale and they had a parody of like the Hunger Games mixed with a parody of of Mad Max choose which one you want to like copy you know you want to kind of riff on yeah but also what the fuck does that have to do with Halloween you know <laughs> yeah yeah on that point like I was watching a more recent one and it was they were doing a parody of A Clockwork Orange yeah that's that's all well and good. Like I, I get that, and like can I just say like one of the best things about a Treehouse of Horror is sometimes the characters just fit in so well with whatever you're parodying. So like the the shinning when Homer goes mad, like a, a chorus. Yeah. Like it just makes sense and it just fits perfectly. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like kind of pretentious, but I feel like it writes itself. That when they got together and did that, it's like let's do a shining. It just kind of, okay, well, Homer is Jack Nicholson. He's going to go mad because of these reasons. You know, it just kind of immediately lays itself out, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. But this um, this Clockwork Orange parody, I forget what, I think it was in season 23, 24. I don't know, like yeah, something mad, yeah. Yeah, Um, but it was like at one point, I think that they're doing a home invasion kind of thing. And they just play on as many Stanley Kubrick films as they can. Yeah. So one of them goes into the bathroom and it's your man stroking a gun out of a full metal jacket. I was like, I thought, oh yeah, that's quite clever. Yeah, throw that in. A little nice subtle. And then it's fucking, um, what was it, 2001 that you're doing? Well, it's your man's iPhone that you have yeah, to go pick up yeah, or something. Yeah, that was like... It breaks the rules of the of the context of the joke as well because they all talk weird. Hey, look, and then it's look, my it's, iPhone. It's parody, you know? see? Yeah, 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 yeah. But then at the end, they just throw Stanley Kubrick in it and just kind of just focus on him a bit. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> you know. I actually think there's the odd good joke in that one though. Like when they uh, they break into his uh, like, so it's like the Clockwork Orange, but like Alex is uh, is Mo in the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then when they break into his gaff to do the home invasion this is like a bunch of other people that break in you know the scene in the movie with the big porcelain dick 
Instead, it's it's the yeah. uh, shmoo. You know, the shmoo character that yeah, yeah that yeah, was funny. Yeah. That got that got a laugh yeah. at me. You know, but at a certain point, and I think it's kind of the decline of how they went on, is that they stopped becoming horror orientated stuff, or even kind of being Halloweeny in a way. And I mean, this is the Halloween season of podcast episodes, so I'm gonna keep using the word Halloweeny or Halloween esque. But that's one of the reasons why I love these yeah. Halloweener. Yeah, there we go. It's a new one. Um, yeah. Or do you describe yourself as a Halloween? As a hardcore Halloweener man. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Halloweener. That's gonna be written on my tomb. Um, <laughs> that's something i'd watch though like to um to feel like to get into the mood of it you know what i mean to the point that before we had disney plus where you could get these episodes you know at the touch of a button there was one dvd if you didn't buy the whole you know one two fucking 30 or however however many there are uh box sets of the seasons of the simpsons there was this one dvd that you could get which is like a compilation of halloween episodes but it was the most random ones. I think it went from like the the season one never had a Halloween special. So when they go up like one, yeah. two, three, it's always you've got to cut out the first yeah, season. It's so it's like I think I had one, yeah. I think I had like five, the shinning, six, which is like the another one of my favorites. It's the Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, the Nightmare on Elm Street parody. It's it's also the one where uh, Homer cubed homer cubed yeah that is great like that i wanted to talk about that one one. because it's just for that time period as well like it was really early 90s and for that that, like one of the first tv especially this was a tv budget and it was only a little kind of segment of a a goofy little halloween episode and it is hilarious when they do it like that ending used to always stick out to me where he ends up in the real world and he goes to the erotic bakery yeah. at the end of it. It's just so good. What I love about that as well is like it's him around normal people. Yeah. And he just looks so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you don't cop that like watching the show until he's like around ordinary people. I love it when they Jesus. they introduce kind of like real film clips and stuff into it. Because even like the opening of like the sixth one, the shinning one, Marge comes out and she does her introduction like this this is going to be a scary episode and she's like it's so scary that they've told us to play uh this western movie instead oh my it seems the show is so scary that congress won't even let us show it instead they've suggested the 1947 classic glenn ford movie 200 miles to oregon it had that one it had the fifth one had the sixth one it had the seventh one and then it cut ahead to like the 13th one which had like i don't know it had like the weirdest fucking episodes it had the leprechaun parody episode it had the uh, 2001 a space odyssey kind of parody where they get an ai in their house and it's voiced by chris brosnan and then it has a harry potter one that was a dvd that i used to watch to the point where i think the dvd is probably going to break if i put it back in that i would watch it on loop not even around Halloween, but when it became Halloween, like the month of October, it would be watched on repeat, even though I'd seen them so much. And then I'd record as many as I could because I used to show them at different times around October that I could kind of watch them all in bulk. But you'd always miss a few. But now at Disney Plus, you can literally rewatch every single one of them. Yeah. When they kind of because they, they put you in the Halloween mood, they're very like even the first few, I think, are very much focused in and around Halloween night. They tell ghost stories. You know, Trees of Horrors, because yes, yeah. in the first one, they tell ghost stories. In the treehouse and stuff, yeah. Yeah, 
But as it kind of went on, it stopped becoming about kind of Halloween. There'd be an opening about Halloween. And then it would just become, what movie can we parody? And and it became, yeah. okay, not even what horror movie can we parody? What can we just parody that's, like, not even, it's not even that they were irrelevant. I'm pretty sure that a lot of these were out of date when they did them. And I actually wrote a list of the amount of movies that they parody, of every single movie that they parody. Now, I'm not sure, I could be missing a few. It's a long fucking list as well. So it's and it's, it's in order. The Amityville Horror, The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone, it's the talking teen episode slash uh, child's play. It's the one where Krusty comes alive and tries to kill Homer. Great one, yeah. Uh, King Kong, Return the Living Dead slash Nine the Living Dead. It's the zombie one. Uh, another Twilight Zone one, Terror at 50,000 Feet. A lot of Twilight Zone stuff. I think they're, obviously the writers were very big Twilight Zone fans when this kind of was conceived. Yeah. Dracula slash Salem's Lot, The Shining, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Omega Man, The Fly, Child's Play again, because it's the episode where Homer gets a hair transplant from uh, the snake yes. character. Yeah, yeah. That's what I call a bad hair day. Can <laughs> 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 you mind you that two people are dead? Oh, wait, I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing is like the last act is exactly like child's play i know what you did last summer the leprechaun 2001 a space odyssey harry potter the island of dr monroe frankenstein the dead zone from hell fantastic voyage ai a most dangerous game the blob war of the worlds et mystery mrs smith transformers mad men charlie brown dial m for murder 28 Days Later, Sweeney Todd, Jumanji, Dead Cam, Twilight, Spider-Man slash the, the Diving Bell and the Butterfly, which is, what the fuck were they thinking there? I remember that episode, what a bizarre it's mix. so fucking bad, that one. Um, <laughs> Dexter, Avatar, Paranormal Activity, Back to the Future, Cat in the Hat, Freaks, A Clockwork Orange, Godzilla, Chronicle, Mad Max slash The Hunger Games, James Bond slash Kingsman, The Exorcist, Coraline, Body Snatchers, Split, Jurassic Park, Stranger Things, Apocalypto, Black Mirror, and Alien. Now, I haven't gotten up to the new episodes or anything like that, and I think I've left a few out, but what the fuck? That is so many parodies, you know? And half of them aren't even horror-related, like... Yeah, that's, that's the thing, yeah. What would you consider the worst episode? I know one that probably disappointed me the most, I would say, is uh, when Sideshow Bob finally gets to kill Bart. That's very bad. Yeah, not into that one. I can't even... Oh, I'd, actually, no, I do remember the other tales in it, and they're equally bad. I think it was the, was the Godzilla one a tale in that one. And that was just... That was also poorly, poorly done. You're, you're, you're actually watching it, and you're just like, what am i watching it stops becoming yeah. a godzilla parody and becomes more of a parody about hollywood yeah like they're trying they're trying to be satirical but like it's so on there's the nose, nothing subtle right? about it it's just is it let's spend money and, and then they start slagging godzilla for not doing well and i was like i'm pretty sure the recent godzilla i'm well, probably not the second one but i'm pretty sure that godzilla did do well i don't get <laughs> what they're saying <laughs> like What's your point? The only thing I liked about it was getting to see Homer as Godzilla because Homer was King Kong. Maybe one day they'll... They'll fight. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, as well as that, like the, 
you would think, oh, finally, um, you can do something cool with uh, Sideshow Bob killing Bart, but nothing happens. Like, he, he kills him, and then he kind of uses his body a bit. I was like, yeah, this is good fun. I'm bored. Starts reanimating him. Anything with the Bart character I don't like as well in the new seasons, because they made him very much to be like such a little bastard and to the point where he's not likable at all you know he's always meant to be like a a troubled child and stuff but they've just made him extremely unlikable so this whole episode i think he was just extremely unlikable through all of it like he deserves to die not that he deserves to die just in the sense that everything with that character he's very kind of smarmy and he's very annoying i can't really feel any empathy for when he does die not that you have to but it's just like i'm kind of like i don't really want such a bomb to be caught at the end of this i'm, I'm okay with it mm-hmm. and then there's not really any sideshow bob becomes half chicken or something at uh, the yeah, end of it i don't know i don't know whatever it's not a good one it's like that one i can't even remember the last the last tale that was in it what's that i think it's oh yeah actually i think it's a chronicle parody do you remember that film <laughs> chronicle no <laughs> yeah well that uh, no one else does it's the uh yeah, exactly it, it was the like found footage superhero movie so they did a found footage episode. I, I, I do I do remember the clip in The Simpsons, yeah. And then it was just Millhouse and Lisa got superpowers or some shite. The worst one for me probably is um I I don't exactly remember the full episodes, but like certain like tales in them. So there was a split parody that was brutal. Like that was painful to watch. That there were jokes were just so bad and just didn't land or they were just stating facts you know one of the and then like that that one had after a jurassic park parody where all the old people in springfield would turn into dinosaurs and it was the weirdest thing you could watch it was like oh man i don't even know how to go into it it was just bad like it wasn't even like a fun weird i think the worst episode i think overall was the diving bell and the the diving bell and the butterfly was the proper name for it yeah the diving bell on the butter ball i think it's called and then it's a spider-man party so i was watching that earlier in preparation for this and my brother was there like he came in and he was like you know what episode's bad the one where ned is is uh he's a dexter party ned flanders is a dexter party and i was like that you know what that one that one is shite and then and then i went to him and i was like you know what's really bad the avatar special like the avatar one and it turns out they were all in this one episode. And I hadn't realized because really? as they both showed up. And it is so bad. Like the Dexter one at least has context of being in a horror, like a Halloween episode. But the Avatar one, that must have been out of date. I'm sure it was out of date. It was just stupid. It was just really dumb to have. It's like it has no relevance. They have it in like uh, Kang and Kodos be yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the, the aliens on it. And it's yeah, just... The Avatar and whatever, yeah. Yeah, what's the most popular movie that we could parody? From a couple of years ago. And uh, Sorry, another one that like particularly kind of boils my blood. Because it was when I was a little kid, I used to get little Carl fucking very angry, was the Transformers parody. Because it was set at Christmas. And I was always like, you can't fucking do a Halloween special and set it at Christmas. Because any kind of even mention of Christmas at Halloween... I feel like irritates me because it's like people just want to skip the holiday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah. to be like, oh, we're going to do a Halloween special, but set at Christmas. It's just like, well, then fucking throw the whole thing out. There's no point. Take a deep breath. I think it's just funny to see how they are now versus how they were. 
And I think when, when you look at the recent ones, like, like I said, like when when we were growing up, we weren't in the prime of The Simpsons. We were on its decline. And I wasn't, didn't hit rock bottom yet. I mean, I, I wouldn't, like, it's all opinion based. You know what I mean? Anyone that's going to argue on somebody's opinion is just wrong. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, no, I get that. But I think it's, it's still clear though, that when you go back, to the earlier, particularly the earlier Treehouse of Horrors, like there's such quality in there. I w- I don't want to. Uh, they're kind of perfect, and that's a kind of a big kind of thing to say that something is perfect, but they are pretty perfect. Like the first, like five or six of them, are just yeah hilarious. Like you know yeah absolutely. Then what could you pick as your favorites then? Ooh. I like to separate them out into their individual yeah, bits rather than. I was going to specify, yeah. If like if you can do tales and then maybe give me episodes after the fact, or if you just want to do tales, we'll just go your like five best tales and then maybe your three best episodes. Okay, well, um, first thing that pops into my head is um, what's it called? Homer in the third dimension or yeah. Homer cubed? That would be one of my is... favorites as well. Not the story, like the episode. Yes, yeah. Um, but it's it's not because it's particularly spooky or whatever. It's just so funny. Yeah. The jokes there, like Patty and Selma in that in particular, are just on fire. And then <laughs> you start bringing in all of the different characters into the Simpsons household <laughs> to try on. and figure out what's <laughs> going on. I, I didn't get to say this earlier. Ned has a ladder. I'll go and ask yeah. him. That started a whole Instagram account for you where you had an art account that you did as a piss take for Inkt- Inktober so we tie it back to Halloween once more into October that over that you only set up for that period that over lockdown we everyone was getting Disney Plus because it came out in like March when lockdown kicked in in Ireland you were the only one that didn't have it and I remember you said it to me I think you texted me something like um, uh, what is it as a as a tree says that lumberjack, I'm stumped. I'm stumped, and then we just like couldn't stop laughing at that. And then I think the next thing you did was send me a a photo of you up a ladder with the quote, "I'll ring Ned. He has a ladder." We better call Ned. He has a ladder. Well, as the tree said to the lumberjack, I'm stumped. Yeah, I I I, I, ha- I happened to be painting or something at the time, so I had the ladder there. I don't know. Uh, hang on a minute. We conceived this idea of like, oh, you should do these for like a month. Do it like Inktober, where like a month of like Simpsons, and then you were like, I'm only gonna do it to see if I can get sponsored to get Disney Plus so I can watch them. And I, th- I don't think it went on for long, but you did. You got what? How many? Like fifteen out of them, or something like that. Yeah, I got it two two weeks, and then I did my last one was um the do it for her. Yeah, just yeah. all the photos of me doing this <laughs> stupid Simpson things. Did you get the sponsorship in the end? Yeah, I was able to mooch off a mate, so I would call it a success. Yeah, I think it was a win. But uh, no, yeah. that that came from that joke. So that episode is hilarious. Yeah, but there's other good, like great jokes in it. Just um, just from Fatty and Sam. It's like he just disappeared into fat air. <laughs> that one would be one of my favorites as well because it has um one of my favorite tales and it is the nightmare on elm street one yeah there's two quotes from the simpsons that okay this is gonna make me sound like a massive hipster but when irish simpsons fans in ireland became like a thing that so many people were fans of it i felt this is great 
mainly because there's lots of other people that dig this show as much as I do because it used to be a point where back when I was younger that I would quote this show to my brother and to my cousin but pick the most obscure quotes you could imagine now there's a whole community of people just picking out like obscure jokes still amazed by that yeah it's the, they pick the most kind of niche kind of parts of it but two of the like jokes that I picked were both from Willie and they were both from Trees of Horrors so one of them was in the Nightmare on Elm Street one when he turns to Bart what to rake your acquaintance <laughs> <laughs> which I fucking loved and I just kept saying that and the other one would be in another one of my favourites was the zombie one there pretty as a picture ah Zombies! There! Pretty as a picture! So I would constantly say this over and over and over again. But that Nightmare on Elm Street one, I just think was just so funny with like the parody. I think the reason why they were so good from the start as well, they had such respect for the stuff they were parodying, I feel as well. Yeah. Um, that it was done with such kind of like precision so when willie is freddy krueger it is hilarious the whole sequence where he burns up is so much like the movie you'll pay for this with your children's blood all right how are you gonna get them skeleton power i'll strike where you cannot protect them in their dreams it's like homer being uh, jack nicholson in the shinning when you say okay uh, groundskeeper willie is going to be freddy krueger it just kind of is a no-brainer you know it just fits yeah it just mm -hmm. fits perfectly yeah that is the one isn't it where um when martin dies in the middle of class it's so good because it's it's like it's hilarious but it's also when he's screaming it's proper <laughs> yeah. screaming <laughs> yeah yeah and then they, they wheel him out and best the kids not see <laughs> Wheel him out quietly. It's best the children don't see him. Oh, just get it out of here. Not into the kindergarten. That's what I kind of think about it as well. When they could be a bit scary as well, that they could, when you're a kid and you're looking at them, that they're a bit creepy. And I find that there's some other episodes that aren't even Halloween episodes that could, that you could watch around Halloween and get away with it. And the two of them would be. Bart of Darkness, which is the rear window parody where Bart's leg is broken and he thinks Flanders has killed Maud. Yeah. Which I think is a very good kind of like uh, suspenseful episode that you could watch around Halloween. But the other one, which is scarier than all can I stop, the trees. Can I guess? It's scarier than all the trees of horrors. Can you guess it? No. <laughs> uh, Cape Fear? No, no. That for me is up there. <laughs> I mean, do you find that scary though? I wouldn't say scary, but I I would say it fits in with the. I think it would fit in. It's a perfect parody. We watched that around Halloween, I think, together, and then a yeah. bunch of the Treehouse of Horror. And I, it just fit perfectly, yeah. Yeah, we were uh, like had a few people at mine, and um, the party basically ended. The bulk of people had left, and it was only just like the four of us, and we just put on the TV randomly, and I think Channel Four was playing them at like two o'clock in the morning and we were like oh cool Simpsons is on and they showed Cape Fear and then a bunch of the Trees of Horrors and it was like such a, like a good time to be playing them as well and I feel like it was so like they knew their audience as well that like okay 
who's going to be watching The Simpsons at 2 o'clock in the morning? You know, they knew it was going to be like early 20 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the X-Files episode, that scared the shit out of so many people. Oh, of course, of course. Me yeah. included. That was terrifying. <laughs> Please, don't hurt me. Don't be afraid. Yeah! So what was it like? You've got four other tales to pick from. Your Desert Island Simpsons trace of horrors. I was stuck in a... Okay. Um, I think I would have to pick probably the entire episode of of Treehouse of Horror number five. Yeah. So in that, you've got The Shining, or The Shining, rather. You've got... I don't know what it's a parody of, to be honest. It's the toaster one. I don't think it is a parody. And sometimes when they write the original ones, they are hilarious. And that one yeah. is fucking gas. It's great. I think like I think what's great about uh, I'll just say the other one in that is um the the one where the kids are being eaten. That's that makes one of my five as well. That would be definitely fantastic. But I I think what's good about it is um I mean when I was younger I always felt that the Treehouse of Horror was just it was special because it was so different, and I think it kind of gave the writers yeah. a chance to just go like against the grain or just whatever you want just just go for it yeah for them to be weird like the simpsons was already weird what it parodies and some of its jokes but when halloween came around it was like okay guys just go fucking mad you know yeah absolutely yeah to to like put it into perspective the episode that i and i just want to say if there was a best episode in general i think it would be between four and five which has the shining of course a parody of the shining time and punishment the toaster one and nightmare cafeteria and then the fourth one that i think kind of rivals that would have the devil and homer simpson the one where he sells his soul for For a yeah of course terror at five and a half feet which is the gremlin on the bus parody of the twilight zone yeah and then bart simpson's dracula which has mr burns in place of gary oldman's dracula with the boob hair and everything and it's just perfect but i think the fifth one is so kind of like bonkers kind of mad that it ends so well that nightmare cafeteria is all a dream and that it's like no no uh, bart that was all a nightmare but there is this fog that turns you inside out Uh oh it's seeping in Stupid cheap weather stripping. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that's in there. That yeah, I was watching as a kid. <laughs> yeah, that used to freak me the fuck out, and it's such a weird sequence. And there's this really funny reoccurring joke and all of it, where Willie constantly comes back and yeah, tries to yeah, save. Yeah, murdered by an axe. <laughs> like it's good because like, like it's certain with the shining. Yeah, okay, of course, but but then. <laughs> With the toaster one. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> You're still not in your own world, Homer. I can get you home, but you have to do exactly as I... This is indeed a disturbing universe. The Nightmare Cafeteria one used to freak me out as a kid, and it is very kind of creepy, but it's so funny. It's yeah. It's just... Remember, when I was younger, I thought it was creepy, but now it's just... It's so funny. That's just witty, you know? There's a great joke in that one where Marge turns to them and she's like, Listen, kids, you're eight and ten years old now. I can't be fighting all your battles for you. But, Mom... No buts. You march right back to that school, look them straight in the eye and say, Don't eat me. For me, I always like the raven, to be honest. It's not too creepy. 
it's not it's not like I just thought it, it, it was quite different from everything else and I like I just remember it was, it, really it was always in my head because it was the first one like the first episode first three house horror I always just liked it I feel like it's very faithful to the source material I could be wrong <laughs> I haven't read the source material, but I believe it's a hundred percent after us. <laughs> I I heard that a teacher in our school back in the day used to show people that on videotape because it was like, no, it's a grandpa. No, <laughs> I don't have to do any work. Just throw that on, you know. I remember actually at one time. Um, this is completely off topic, but I think it's funny because we went to the same school. That's how long we've been fr- friends. Oh God, <laughs> kill me <I> now. <laughs> In our religion class, we were talking, I think, about something like Scientology or something like that. And our religion teacher wanted to show us the episode of The Simpsons with the leader. The leader is good. The leader is great. We surrender our will as of the state. My top five, like, I think the best episode, I think, as we said, would be the Shinning one or the fourth one. But if I had to pick, like, specific ones, it would be the Shinning, King Homer. That one is just... Oh, sorry. Actually, no. I kind of take back what I said. The third one as well that had... The evil doll, King Homer, and I had the zombie one. Uh, so dial a- dial Z for zombies or Z for zombies. Uh, King Homer and um, I can't remember what the crusty one was called, but they were perfect. And even it goes like the whole love for Clockwork Orange goes back to then as well, where Bart is in the like Alex kind of get up with the bowler hat and the cod yeah. piece and everything at the like a Halloween party. But the King Homer one is so funny, and it's it's one of the earliest ones that's just so good and so accurate to the source material. Apes, but they're not so big. Hey, I heard we're going to Ape Island. Yeah, to capture a giant ape. I wish we were going to Candy Apple Island. Candy Apple Island? What do they got there? Apes, but they're not so big. Yeah, like, and it's just hilarious as well. Like, yeah. The build-up to it, because Grandpa Simpson is one of my favorite characters, and the whole build-up is from him. And it's just like, you've lived an interesting life. No, I haven't. But I've seen a lot of movies. That I feel like rings home to me, you know? I did always like it when it was, um, particularly in the early uh, Treehouse of Horror, it, like there was a setting of them, they're telling stories. Right, like like they're telling stories in the treehouse. Or the, uh, for that one, I think they have like a little Halloween party. And then they're like, oh, here's a story that will creep you out. And I always like like that kind of brought it back. To, yeah, they're, they're telling stories rather than... Oh, and here's a parody of Harry Potter. Yeah, it, it, they kind of... They gave they gave way of it, like, because I think everyone just got so used to them. But yeah, I do like that, because that kind of made it feel more Halloween-y when they were at a Halloween party, or... Yeah. Like, the first one is them in a treehouse trying to scare each other. The second one is it's all nightmares brought on by Halloween candy. The next one is a big Halloween party where they're all in costume. Even the whole introductions, they did this great Homer Simpson parody of Alfred Hitchcock of uh, his TV show where he stands in the silhouette of him good evening the whole Frankenstein parody is just so good as well that kind of brings me to what I was going to say about a standard episode that's more recent that people kind of wrote articles online about how gross it was and it brought back that whole format where it's on the stage with the big red curtains and Lisa comes out and she's come, She's like, the next tale is so disgusting that like you might not want to watch it. And it's the whole tale is about Homer is left at home by himself for the weekend and he runs out of food so he starts eating himself 
and it's the self cannibalism thing and it is a standout episode because you're like this is fucking weird he's like carving off pieces of himself to eat Mm -hmm. and it is really grotesque last year they did a halloween episode that was shite unfortunately as much as i like i don't like to say that but they did a stranger things parody yeah it's just poor (laughs) one part of it made me laugh out loud though was when lisa is 11 and they're in the upside down and because it's like the nuclear power plant the um demogorgon tries to attack them and homer burns it with a flamethrower and he's just like oh hi sweetie i'm at work and that made me laugh out loud just the idea that that's homer's day job yeah. you know in that kind of context but that was so bad but in the same season they did a thanksgiving horror episode done like the trees of horrors yeah. with tree tales and i remember my, my brother caught it on tv and he recorded it immediately for me and then he showed me later and he was like here sit down just watch this it's a new episode just don't talk to me about it just sit down and watch it and I sat down and I was like what the fuck is this it was the weirdest new episode I've ever seen definitely one of the weirdest episodes of the Simpsons I think I've seen but it was so funny 10 times better than any of the trios of horrors that came out in the last five years yeah i thought it was a real kind of throwback to the early ones like the first thing i noticed was it was gore heavy <laughs> which oh here we go because like i rewatched it today and after not seeing it for months and i was taken aback just watching it again just being like holy shit i forgot that i watched this in like pre-watershed like yeah. i watched this in the daytime yeah. on tv like off sky yeah. one or something the first thing in it is um like a the first Thanksgiving and they're all turkeys basically. The first thing is that Marge introduces it as well, just the setup that we're doing a second tree of horror instead of Thanksgiving. Yeah, which I liked. Nice, nice throwback. One holiday just wasn't enough to contain all the frights and chills, so this year the terror has spread into Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was such a nice throwback that you were like, oh, "This is really yeah. cool." But yeah, the first. Uh, parody is the first thanksgiving and it's apocalypto i thought making everyone's voice into like a turkey gobbling i thought somehow it worked well you could tell each character despite the fact they were just saying nothing yeah i I, I feel like after 31 seasons or whatever season they were on when they made that one you knew everything even the side characters were going to say so not having them actually say english words were good and it really made me laugh like i thought it was so funny and then i thought all right you know that's cool but where are we going with this and the first thing is maud's head gets blown clean off from a <laughs> yeah it's so yeah. gory it's so violent as well yeah. i love as well how it's Maud of all <laughs> yeah. people really made me rethink apocalypto as a film just thinking like is that a horror movie I kind of feel like I can classify that as a horror movie, mm-hmm. you know? Because I was even watching... So it's it's the th- first Thanksgiving, and it's all from the perspective of the Simpsons kind of characters as turkeys, the majority. And the ones that aren't turkeys are, he- are pilgrims coming in and killing them for their Thanksgiving feast. So they come in, they kill all the turkeys, and it, I, I felt when I was watching it that they perceive it like so they do all the beats of apocalypto where he gets captured and he gets brought to the uh the village you know and he's brought into that into the uh i think it's like the aztec pyramid where he's yeah. brought to and, and it is done like a horror movie but i felt like it was written from the perspective of a vegetarian or a vegan 
And I, I'm not even going to lie. I genuinely, I think it worked on me that it was almost like to the perspective of if you wrote a serious horror movie from an animal's point of view of people just kind of coming and harvesting your meat this is what it would be and it is really disturbing and it's really violent but it's really really funny like it's so funny like i felt like i was watching a family guy episode it was that kind of gory like heads get cut off people's eyes get plucked out Yeah, that's the thing i mean like when maud's head gets blown off you think ah fucking here we go but then it's like, ah, they won't do too much after that. But then they literally line up all of them. And, like, all of the turkeys have the, the character's face. So you see, like, Lenny and Carol yeah. and fucking Grandpa or whatever. And they just lined up and their heads are chopped off. <laughs> so that one, I think, is just really good. And, like, really, like, that catches your attention immediately from it. You're like, oh, shit. The second one is a Black Mirror parody. And I, I like Black Mirror. I haven't seen every episode, but I'm a fan of it. But it's so accurate. And it goes back to what I'm saying, that they treat the parody with respect. That you could tell, I think, that the writers of, of it were fans. That throughout the entire parody of this episode, there's little Easter eggs. Yeah, other yeah I thought that was great. Yeah, like on their bedside locker, there's the uh, snow globe to the Christmas episode. I didn't even notice that. I noticed like the poster for San Junipero, you know, little things like that. And then um, Marge's uh, status kind of yes, lowered. Yes, yeah, of course. At the yeah. end of the episode. You're dead right there, yeah. If you're aware of Black Mirror, it's a parody of the Christmas special. It's only one segment of that Christmas special where it's an Amazon Echo kind of thing, like a, a Google Home, where Marge is duplicated to be an AI kind of servant. And it's just about her trying to escape as an AI against the real Marge, who's very like uh, callous against her. She doesn't like the, the positivity that everyone kind of feels off the AI yeah. version. You know, like they, they prefer the AI version. But it's done with such kind of love for the original material. They're all the, so it's a th- it, all of them are actually at Thanksgiving as well, which I again I appreciate because when they say it's Thanksgiving, they're gonna keep bringing it back, like the old Halloween ones where they're kind of more orientated to Halloween. But um, she gets the AI to make a big Thanksgiving dinner for everybody, and on the TV, they're watching you know the Spider Pig yes. uh, yeah. character from the yeah movie. with, uh, with uh, Mayor Quimby. Mayor Quimby's gonna have yeah, sex yeah. with a pig in the fucking TV. It's so funny, like. But that one, I that one again really made me laugh. But the last one sold me on it entirely. The last one is an alien parody where all the kids get woken up from like hypersleep or whatever it is, and they try to copy gelatin. They try to like uh, make clones of of uh, cranberry jelly. And it becomes like the blob, so it's almost like another blob party, but it's it's alien, and I just every beat I thought was right in it, like Martin turning on them, and Martin's whole line of like I admire its purity, it's just ripped straight out of the alien movies and everything. It's so clever, like it's so good, and then it ends for another kind of like big weird kind of like what the fuck moment. It ends with this old Thanksgiving float of Bart Simpson. Yeah, and the end credits. credits. Yeah, that was bizarre yeah it's terrifying yeah if you were a fan of the trees of horrors and you've like and they're not good anymore which just kind of like a fact seek this one out because i think it genuinely brings it back to that kind of thing. and i hope they keep it up. Like, yeah a nice throwback like i'd love if they kept it up that's like the trees of horrors are kind of hit and miss i think the new season has like a spider-verse parody or something i don't know it's just something that's not re- relevant to horror movies hopefully like they continue to the thanksgiving ones and maybe they'll keep them 
keep the quality kind of good and that they were all kind of horror orientated as well like apocalypto not so much but it went there with the excessive violence and if you've seen the apocalypto film that movie is really violent so it like matches that in its intensity what i like about the thanksgiving one as well is that it kind of leans into the fact that they had this syndication thing from coming from ireland we get everything syndicated at the same time as england does i'm pretty sure so it's usually always much later than america uh, or that's how it was for a very long time but even now i think in america i don't think the trees of horrors line up they just do them every year but i don't think they line up with halloween each year so they kind of leaned into the whole thing that they, it was a joke that they were always at christmas happy halloween everybody <laughs> But the Thanksgiving one, it came later and it can kind of... Well, we know it's not Halloween anymore, but still, here's some weird kind of horror stuff. The last one that I kind of want to talk about is not even a Trees of Horror. It's a Halloween episode from season 26. That's like just a Halloween-orientated episode where it's the Simpsons characters at Halloween. I, I mean, I saw it by chance, just caught it on TV. I was like, this is weird. This isn't a Trees of Horror. But it really kind of stuck with me and I really, really enjoyed it for a later episode. Even it opens up with like them setting up their decorations. And Ned comes over to them. He's like, oh, are you going to go up to the treehouse and tell tree like, spooky tales? And then Homer lists off these episodes that never get made. But he's like, uh, oh, we're doing Psycho. We're doing that next week. We're doing Psycho with Skinner's mom. And we're doing uh, Muppets Wizard of yeah. Oz. I'm Muppet Fozzy. And that, to me, sold me on the entire episode immediately. Because it was so on point that particular mention of the Muppets Wizard of Oz sounds like the stupidest idea they could come up with for a tree's heart that felt like they would have done that you know what I mean that's just so accurate so they could kind of have the self-parody in it but it's not only that it's the whole thing is about them being such Halloween fans and setting up their house for Halloween and then they go to like this universal it's it's a parody of the universal horror nights but it's with Krusty the Clown instead so it's Krusty's horror nights and Lisa goes with Bart and Homer and she becomes traumatized so they have to take down all their Halloween decorations and there's this whole call out for Halloween skippers people who don't put up Halloween decorations and if you've listened to the last two episodes that is so true to what me and Saif have been talking about that how so many people just kind of want to skip over Halloween that it's not really a holiday for them that they'll be like well you know my kids are too old I'm going to not put up the decorations I think it's um, particularly apt like this year like even my ma was just ah will we bother like because there's going to be no trick or feeding or whatever that kind of had to force her hand a bit goes into the context of here in Ireland where we're going to be in lockdown for Halloween but it's still a, I feel like it's a more important time to set them up if you are a fan of Halloween that you can kind of do stuff within your own home to still get those vibes I feel it's like somebody turning around and say if we were in lockdown for Christmas or people like like I said before in the podcast my children have gotten too old I won't put up my Christmas tree oh we're in lockdown I'm not going to put up the Christmas tree we'll skip Christmas this year kids like it just wouldn't fly so I don't understand how it happens for Halloween and that's why I think I like this episode of The Simpsons so much is that they have this whole thing of like Halloween skippers where they like judge all the neighbours and everything like that yeah so they have to take all the decorations down for for Lisa's kind of phobia and Lisa has this teddy that she used to have that has become destroyed because she used to be afraid of everything it's just a tail 
that she kind of rubs and it comforts her. So they have to take down their decorations. And it's this kind of whole plot where Marge has a subplot with Bart where she tries to give him a good Halloween. It really ties into everything I've been saying. This kind of modernization of Halloween where they don't want... You can't dress up in school anymore. So Bart dresses up as a pirate. Yeah, it's just down, like, yeah. well, we're going to need to take away... Well, that can only be used for bad. Well, you don't want to make fun of the half-blind, so we need to take off this eye patch. Yeah, so they take away his sword, his, his like, uh, his hook. Yeah, and don't I, don't I put, like, fake or something on him? Yeah, yeah. And a pretend. they have, like, yeah. pretend written on him or something like that, you know? She, there's a whole subplot where Marge tries to give him a good Halloween while Homer stays with Lisa. And there's another, like, uh, plot in it where Homer got some pop-up Halloween store workers fired. And they do this home invasion. And they're played by Nick Crawl and Blake Anderson. And they do, like, this home invasion strangers thing on them. Uh, like, the strangers movie to them. They break in to the house on Lisa and Homer when they're home alone. And I thought that was so funny. Like, Homer doesn't want to let Lisa know that they're going to break in. And he's casually locking all the doors and windows, but he's whistling the yeah, Halloween oh, theme. I thought that was it's great, just yeah. the Halloween theme. It's properly yeah. the Halloween theme. I found the whole thing to be like a TV movie as a whole. It had the emotional kind of beats. It had a whole kind of setup that to the point when there's a whole thing in it where Homer and Lisa get locked into the attic and they have to set up all of their decorations on the roof and all their fireworks to get people's attention to save them from the home invaders. And Lisa gets, like, Homer has to tell Lisa it's okay to be afraid. It doesn't matter what age you are, it's okay to be afraid. Because everyone gets, af- like, becomes afraid at, at points in their life. And she gives him the, the tail off her teddy to light on fire, to light all these fireworks. And that really, I felt that. I I, <laughs> I got very emotional looking at that, you know what I mean? I, I thought it was good. I thought it was like a Halloween special. Like, it felt like a Halloween movie that you used to see on TV that it had all these emotional beats to it and all this emotional weight that I was like, this is really good, you know? And um, not to mention it has a really good... I've said in the previous podcast how much of uh, of a fan I am of Rocky Horror Picture Show. And it has this really good Time War parody where it's all about uh, adult Halloween when you're a kid. Well, after a certain point... When they, yeah, when they're all dre- dressing up just for the bedroom, like... Yeah, just for being, like, drunk and horny. And that is so true as well. Not to, like, bring it back into... Well, <laughs> don't start, start saying... Not to bring it back to my childhood again, but... <laughs> not to bring it back to, like, my childhood. And that might sound weird from what I came from... For what the last sentence was. But, like, I remember going out with my cousins at Halloween up in the country where they lived. Where there would be a certain night where you all wear costumes and go to the town. And I was the youngest person there. Should not have been there, in fairness. But basically seeing adult Halloween where everyone's just drunk and horny and dressed up in these leather kind of costumes. And that was Halloween for them. So when this joke came in, it got me. Like, I thought it was so funny. It was so accurate to, like, adult Halloween. I always found it funny to be fair because like I've gone to Halloween parties with you and like people will dress up as fucking sexy nurse or sexy police officer or whatever and you will do like the full it the clown makeup or something yeah yeah like I never got that with people where it's just like I don't want to be cutesy or sexy on Halloween I gotta be scary you know what I mean and it's a thing that I got to a point where I was just like man, you've got to re- rethink your costume decisions, you know what I mean? There's a reason why people dress like this, but I'd always be like, oh, you fake, you know, you faker, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I find it interesting that, uh, I'm not sure what the popular consensus is, but with us at least, 
that we would be like, yeah, I particularly like the episodes that like move away from what they're doing currently with the current Treehouse of Horror. So like the Thanksgiving one, like the um like this one in particular where it's it's just set at Halloween but it's not the the tree stories and they even parody the tree stories and oh we're gonna do Skinner's mom's gonna be this or whatever like yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's weird that the Treehouse of Horror has kind of become this thing that uh we nearly like we prefer it when it's not even a real Treehouse of Horror yeah I I think it's because they they're more bad than good and I think there was a steady decline with the seasons of quality anyway but. Because there's no bad and good, a kind of a different take on them is why we kind of like them. And I think that's kind of a good way to, to kind of wrap up this whole whole episode is that the reason why we like the episodes to begin with is because they're so different. It's because they're so weird. And when you've seen the same thing for so long and they have kind of declined, when you do something different, such as the Thanksgiving episode or the one that just said a Halloween. It is it's good. It's funny. They can do new things with it and they've never done a Halloween episode where it's just the characters set a Halloween, you know, the Simpsons living through Halloween night. And when they do like a Thanksgiving one, it is different. You know what I mean? They they've kind of a different mindset that they're, it's like, okay, well you wanna parody the most latest movie for the Halloween one, let's do classic horror movies or let's do some more niche kind of things for the Thanksgiving one. And that's why I think we like them in the the first place is because they were yeah so yeah odd. you're dead right like it, it it stood out from the rest of them that like it was always I mean when I was younger like I didn't have access to like like we have a Disney Plus now it was just oh a Treehouse of Horrors on this is going to be different from all the other episodes so it really stood out and I think um, that follows with with these ones that they stand out now where the Treehouse of Horror has nearly become just like it's like another episode. And it's, oh, there's one of these every year. All right, well, that kind of wraps up what we wanted to talk about. So if you're a Simpsons fan, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope we gave you some recommendations to ones that you watched. Maybe check out the Thanksgiving episode and the non-Trees of Horror episode if you're a Simpsons fan. If you're not a Simpsons fan, I apologize for this entire episode. I don't know what relevance it had to you if you're not a Simpsons fan, but if you got to this point in the episode, thank you for listening. I appreciate that. You can follow 404 on Instagram at 404films. You can follow me on Instagram at carlkyle underscore director. And you can follow Glenn at... Glenn underscore insta underscore art if you're really a rarest yeah, yeah, I mean, you'll get to see all of his Simpson posts. Thanks, Glenn, for being a guest on this and for filling in for Sive. Yeah, I, I, I'd also like to apologize if you're a Sive fan in particular. I feel like this will be Glenn's first and last appearance on the show. <laughs> no, no, we really appreciated you stepping in first. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, cool. everybody. Thanks.